The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Pranavam Pavanakuma I'd never understood how important it was to do practice. Um, and there are so many varieties of practice. As it happens for me, um, it's chanting. During Omega sessions and sacred chanting, Nina Rao is often on stage when Krishna Das performs, sitting next to him and singing. She grew up hearing devotional music as a child in southern India. My mother and her sisters, they could all chant. They knew the chants. And we followed along. And it was just the idea of everybody getting together and chanting was very meaningful for me. I don't think I'd ever really had that experience other than going to Catholic schools, which I did because of where we lived in certain countries. And the Catholic kids got to go to Mass in the chapel, and I wanted to go. And the school administration would say, no, no, you have to go to moral science. That's what we got to do. And I said, you know, really, I won't take communion. I just want to go sing the hymns with everyone. That's what I did. So, but I did learn this chanting from my grandfather. Remember the first chant you learned from him? I do. Um... It was called Vinayaka, which is another name for Lord Ganesha. Could you sing just a little bit of it? I can. So it goes like this. Vinayaka, 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 Vinayaka. Vishwadhara Vinayaka That's a chant the young Nina Rao heard many years before she listened to Krishna Das in upstate New York, an experience that led to her becoming, in addition to a day job, his business manager and tour booker. When asked how she'd describe herself now, she said, A seeker. What are you seeking? Real understanding and acceptance of everything. In how many lifetimes are you planning to do this? I don't have a plan because I hear it takes a long time. Yeah. So one moment at a time works for me right now. And what are you doing for the search? Chanting. Nina was born in Jamaica, Queens, a borough of New York City. Her father worked for an airline. The family moved often to different Western countries interspersed with periods of being back in India. Her family is from the huge country southwest. The origins of my family are from the southwestern coast of India. So like Kerala? or A little north of there, Karnataka is actually where we're from. And if you want to isolate a little town now, it's called Mangalore. It's now a bigger town. I've been there. Have you been to Mangalore? Yeah. Okay, I love people who have been to Mangalore because I actually happen to love that town. But I never grew up there. My father's job took him to Mumbai and to Delhi, so I was there mostly. But we visited my grandfather in his country home, 
much like your country home, uh, but very remote. Actually, it was um, on the border of Kerala and Karnataka, a tiny town called Bekal, where now cruise ships stop to look at the fort. But at the time, my grandfather was the only person who had a car, a motor car. Everybody walked or they took their bicycles, you know. And uh, we loved going there. He had a, a, a country home in the, in the Indian style, which is like literally on a f- fruit orchard. There are a couple of cows where we got our milk from. And, you know, we went to the local market to get vegetables. And he was an engineer, so he dug the wells and pumped the water up. You know, it was such a different... I wish I could give that to my daughter now when I think about my summers. Um, so was, was he a chanter then? He was um, in the very natural way that Indians are, where you don't need to be a musician to be a chanter. However, he was a wonderful musician, untrained, but he played flute, he played harmonium, he could play anything. And he could sing like Indian classical ragas just from listening. And he paid a lot of attention to um, certain South Indian poet saints, and one of them was uh, Purandara Das, and he would read the poetry and then come up with his own ragas that went with it and sang them. It's a musical path that his granddaughter has followed. Now she has released her own CDs and teaches others to sing songs of devotion. But it took a Westerner to bring the Easterner back to her roots. I needed to be in the West to, to absorb the spirituality behind the rituals that were going on in India. And because Krishnas went to India as a Westerner, as a seeker himself, when he talked about what he did and his time with Maharaji and how he understood the Hanuman Chalisa, you know, nobody taught it to them. They took a little book that the temple was giving away, written in, in Sanskrit, you know, in the, in the Devanagari text, phonetically translated it, transliterated it, and then just learned it on their own. So, I mean, with such devotion to be able to do that. It's the Hanuman Chalisa that Nina Rao taught in a session at Omega called Heart Practice of Chanting. And this is your chance to chant, too, if you wish. The Hanuman Chalisa is a form of devotional song called the Bhajan, story poems, tales of the gods. Here's Nina Rao introducing the text. Hanuman is depicted as the monkey god. Just as a little background, uh, this prayer is actually a very popular one in India because Hanuman is considered the remover of obstacles, just like Ganesh, you might have heard, um, is also worshipped in that way. So is Hanuman. And uh, in India, a lot of people like to take refuge in this prayer. And uh, at my guru's ashram, that is the case. And so that has become the case for me, too. My go-to practice is this, chanting of the Hanuman Chalisa. And um, it started when I first heard Krishna Das chant it, actually. I spent all those years in India, but I came here and heard it from him. Neem Karoli Baba said that the Hanuman Chalisa is Maha Mantra, 
whatever feels most powerful to the practitioner can be Maha Mantra. Literally, great mantra. So in this case, Maharaji Neem Karoli Baba said that every syllable, every word of the Hanuman Chalisa is Maha Mantra, and it's 40 verses long. Um, my, my guru, Siddhima, she gave it to us as a practice. And um, for any question we ever had, any complaint, anything we were grateful for, the solution or the, the action that was to be taken was to go chant the Hanuman Chalisa. So it's a great place to take refuge in um, for whatever is going on in your life. You know, you could be feeling very grateful, you could be feeling sad, you could be angry. And one of the things Ma said was, she said, you know, just take everything to the feet of Hanuman and he'll take care of the rest. But we have to do that part, which is the doing of the practice. Okay. Ready? <laughs> Mangala Murati Maruta Nandana Sakala Amangala Mula Nikandana As Nina and the participants go through the ancient text, you may wish to join in. Sri Guru Charana Saroja Raja Nija mana mukra sudhari. Bara no raghubara bimala jasu. After the group repeats all 40 verses, the chanting begins. And then sing and dance if you like, as long as you're not driving. Either way, hang on just a bit. We'll be hearing from Krishnadas too when we continue. First, a word about Omega Institute for Holistic Studies. For more than 40 years, Omega has been hosting workshops and retreats on yoga, mindfulness, art, sustainability, women's leadership, health. It's a rich mix. And with this podcast, I'm introducing you to some of the remarkable teachers exploring Omega's mission to awaken the best in the human spirit. To learn more about Omega, visit eomega.org. That's E-O-M-E-G-A dot org. Better yet, make this podcast your entry point into all things Omega. Subscribe to Dropping In, leave a review, and tell a friend. We'll be hearing a bit more from Krishna Das in just a bit, but now it's time for the Hanuman Chalisa. Ready? Mangalamurati Marutanandan Sakala Mangalamulanikandan Mangalamurati Har 
जीवन फल पाव चारों युग पर ताप तुम्हारा थजगत उजियार साधु संत के तुम रखवार असुर निखंडन राम दुलार अष्ट सिद्धि नौ निधि के दाता असवर दी जान की माता राम रसायन तुम्हारे पास सदा रहो रघुपति के दास तुम्हारे भजन राम जी को पावे जनम जनम के दुख बिसरावे अंत काल रघुवर पुर जाए जहां जन्म हरि भक्त कहाय और देवता चेतन डर हनुमत से सर्व सुख कर संकट कटे मिटे सब पीरा जो सुमेरे हनुमत बल बीरा जय 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 हनुमान गोसाय कृपा करु गुरुदेव की नार जो सत बार पाठ कर कोई छूट ही बंधी महासुख हो जो यहाँ पड़े हनुमान चालीसा होया सिद्धि साकी गौरीसा तुलसीदास सदा हरिजेर May listening and possibly chanting too have brought you the intended joy. There was a relaxed feeling in Omega's main hall that afternoon when Krishnadas rejoined the group. He came to the stage to field questions, something he only does in workshops, not performances. To a question about the Hanuman Chalisa, Katie responded that it can change fate. A woman asked if chanting touches grief. His answer came down to, whatever you're dealing with, however you are, chanting or not, what counts is being there, being here. One time I came sit down with Maharaji, he was come out, and I put on my a new clean shirt and came out and I sat down in front of him and the minute I sat down, I just laughed to myself. And I thought, because I saw my idea of enlightenment was, or liberation was some other place to be, like some place where I wouldn't be, right? I, I couldn't imagine what that was. But my idea was, when it happens, it's going to be something else. Other, not it's going it's going to be some place where i won't be because you know but where is that going to be where every place in this life everywhere you go you're going to be there try as you might not to be there that's where you are as ramdas famously wrote in a book published the same year he introduced krishna das to his teacher his guru be here Dropping In is a presentation of Omega Institute, dedicated to awakening the best in the human spirit. If you like what you hear, tell your friends, 
Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and everywhere. It helps New Year's find us. And to learn more about Omega, visit our website at eomega.org. I'm Karen Michelle. Dropping In is written and produced by me. The editor is Catherine Stifter. The music and mix are by Scott Mueller. And Callie Alpert is the executive producer. Thanks for dropping in. We talk to the animals and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Karen Dendy-Smith, and Meredith Tolleson. We will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.